Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. Still, America. Yeah, our, my home, sweet home. And I certainly hope it's yours, too. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Thank you for coming along with us today as we build a bridge to conversations as we do every day. Right here on uh, the C.L. Bryant Show. It is a great day in uh, the USA. I don't care what you say. Uh, it certainly is. And, uh, hey, I um, will have on with me a little bit later on the show. Uh, I call him Captain Black, Nadra Enzi from down in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, he will be on with me and um, look forward to talking to him. You know, there's some things that we might misunderstand about militia, the word itself. And Nadra and I are going to talk about this because you will be getting it from the perspective of two black conservatives who happen to vote most of the time Republican. And um, that's the way that's going to be. And all of you know, I'm, I am relocating to Florida here. And uh, well, I'm going to start the process. Process already started. But I'll be ro- relocating here in the next few weeks uh, to Florida. The show will be coming, emanating emanating from um, the beach there in Florida. I just need to uh, toss the coin as to whether or not that's going to be Stuart or Jensen. (laughs) I'm not really sure which one, but uh, I do know it's going to be one of them. And I I really am looking forward to it. I've talked to, I've made some some really um, good and very interesting friends out that way and um, look forward to knowing them better and and cultivating um, a relationship, business relationship with all of uh, the area and won't be long. Won't be long. The C.L. Bryant show will be a fixture there in that portion of Florida. Well, all over the state, we're going to be uh, heading out there and expanding our horizons in every possible way that you can imagine. Uh, our horizons being expanded, and I um, believe that. And I talk. My daughter uh, Carissa is coming on down uh, with me, and uh, my granddaughter. That means Layla. We'll be coming, too. We're going to be beachcombers. And so uh, we look forward to it. I just talked to them about that um, a little bit ago. And they're all on board. So I think what will also happen, my son had been kicking it around and kicking it around. He told me last week that, Dad, if you go, you can bet I'll be there in a couple of months. And so uh, the only one that will be holding out to come to Florida will be our oldest child, uh, Miranda. And uh, I think she's going to opt for Texas, though. I'm not sure. (laughs) But uh, I think she'll show up in Florida as well. So the whole Bryant clan is going to 
Florida, and we're going to live, um, start our life out there on the beach. And life's a beach. Yes, it is. And we're going to uh, get the beach ball out and bounce it around and see just how good God can make uh, things for us. And we're very grateful um, for this season of our life to be uh, experiencing a new adventure and uh, starting it out really together as uh, as a family because, um, of course, it is a new, it's a brave new world for us as, as a family. And I'm really happy that things have transpired and have turned out the way they have because it gives me the chance now to uh, advance them. Hey, listen, folks, I uh, want you to check this out. In less than two weeks, in less than two weeks, Joe, even though the Democrat Party was already divided, Joe Biden has, if anybody has ever gotten off on the wrong foot, if 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 all if any messages have ever you know been miscommunicated then 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 joe biden in his first 2 weeks of of his administration oh my god he has sent the wrong messages did you? I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but there is a report out. I'll tell you about it. You know, where the pipeline was coming through, there's, of course, various little towns, and there's a report out of this one particular town. And, of course, they had all prepared for it, all the little businesses and restaurants. In fact, there were restaurants popping up. They were going to be able to benefit from the money that's in the genes of the men and women. Yeah, that were working there, or, or at least scheduled to work there on the pipeline. Ghost town businesses that were full yesterday, empty ghost town today. And hey, you might as well face it. Let me tell you, you might as well face it. Joe Biden's America is going to look like that. It's going to look like the Barack Hussein Obama America. You're headed back to Obama land. I told you that. On several occasions, I've said it on national television. You're headed back to Obama land. And young people, if you think people are going to have money in their pockets to continue eating out the way they are, forget about it. It's just things are about to change dramatically. You better squeeze the juice out of whatever it is you're squeezing the juice out of. You better hold dear to those income tax returns. You better put them up. Me, I don't get one, so... (laughs) None for me, but uh, those of you who do, 
you had better cherish it like gold. Oh, hey, they may find a way to send you $2,000 a month. And if that's the case, then God bless you. Because soon I'm going to run out of money. And those who have more money than me are going to run out of money. And eventually we're going to get to the place where we run out of other people's money. If we continue down this path, yeah, we can say, yeah, we send that, send every American $2,000 a month. Oh, yeah, that'll seal the deal. That will rush and hasten the day when America goes away. You had better believe it. That will hasten the day when Americans go away because eventually, even though I don't got I don't get any income tax return, it's a break even situation. <laughs> and I know a lot of you out there are just like me, but then there's a lot of you out there who can't wait. You you can't wait to get that tax refund. You better hold on to it. Because soon you're not going to be able to afford to the, the price of a hamburger. Oil, gas, heating, cooling, electricity, all of it is about to go up. Americans, if you're struggling paying your electric and power bills now, <laughs> wait a while. Just, just hang around. Yeah. Before you know it, everybody is going. I called uh, the other day to pay my power bill. Uh, and uh, both here and place that I have, down the, uh, place, uh, on, on, the, on the place down in my grandparents' place, the home place down there. And um, this is a standard question, I guess it is now, on the answer machine that if you need help paying your, you know, power bill, electric bill, call such and such number, right? And I was thinking to myself, this must be so much in demand that they make it a part of the routine of calling in. I guess it all has to do with COVID and, you know, and people uh, having been laid off and all that kind of thing and just can't, can't pay bills. But I was thinking to myself, this is what they want to become the norm. People depending on government subsidies, because that's what happens. The electric companies are uh, undergirded, subsidized uh, by the feds in order to you know, keep your electricity on in case of emergency or whatever. You know, they're not the fed. The, the government backs those electric companies. Although if you don't pay your bill, that's not backed by the fed unless you become a ward of the state. And once you become a ward of the state, guess what? You're somehow immune to having your electricity cut off. 
or your, um, you know, gas or whatever cut off, water cut off. If you become a ward of the state, the state takes care of it for you. But what does that look like? Looks like public housing. All of it. All of it looks like looks like public housing. And that's exactly what Bernie Sanders and all the rest of them are talking about, who are talking about free housing, free health care for, you know, all of that. For What does that look? It looks like the health care in Venezuela. It looks like the health care in Brazil, even though it's free and anybody can go, anybody can get it. You don't want it. It just because it's free doesn't mean it's for you, right? No, you, you don't you don't want that. And housing. Yeah, everybody has a roof over their head. Everybody has heat in their house, I guess. or Everybody has gas in their house, I suppose. What does that look like? It looks like uh, public housing. Because there's no way you can keep up neighborhoods uh, the way you want them to be kept up for it to be a desirable place to live or a place for people to come and live. If you're going to turn the entire city, all the cities into public housing where government takes care of things. No, you will rob the American of their ambition. And when people are robbed of their ambition, then they don't take care of property that is basically not theirs and can't ever be theirs anyway. People tend to take better care of their stuff. Huh? Now, in that do unto others as you'd have them do unto you uh, a spiel that Jesus gives us, and, 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 and the, the, the truth of that is that you should treat other people's stuff and other people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. You treat their stuff the way uh, you want them to treat your stuff. You treat them the way you want to be treated. That's that's the golden rule. Friends, all of that's about to go out of the window and I'm uh, be experiencing the uh, I don't know. Like growing pains, I guess, or adjustment pains, I guess, is what I'm experiencing coming back to life, basically. Uh, so there's there's certain things that, you know, I'm feeling that I, I hadn't felt in a while. I've been numb for a long time since Jane passed away and um, got in, you know, into some some ways of thinking and acting and, and carrying on that uh, just absolutely I don't know, just had to shuck off and did. But the reality of coming back to life in this America, because when 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 I became numb Americans and, 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 and some of you can relate when I became numb with the, the grief that I just just went through and, and I am overcoming and have overcome. America was a different place then. My whole world was different then. And so was yours. Some of you, I guess. I mean, I guess some of you, your world was the same. You know. But my whole world was different. 
And now that I'm beginning to actually want to live again, and, and friends, I got to tell you, I, at this point in time, the last 10, 12 months, I didn't care. It's just so grief-stricken. I'm just being totally open and honest with you, all of you. And that's one thing you can depend on as far as, as, far as the show is concerned. And, of course, that gets me in trouble being honest you know, and, and open. It gets me in trouble. But so be it. I didn't care whether the sun came up tomorrow or not. Uh, my wife was gone. I didn't care. And it, it, it hasn't been until recently that, that I've been basically jarred awake to care again about myself. And so it's a different world, though. It's not the same place. And let me say this to you. The world that, that we left had someone in it in the, in the Oval Office who really cared about America and Americans. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe there's anybody in the Oval Office that gives a, a care, a, it gives, cares anything about me, you, or your situation. Because those little cities that were depending on that pipeline money and the people who worked on that pipeline, all up and down that pipeline, those little cities might as well go back to sleep or shut the front door and leave. Lock it up. Won't be no money coming through. Not as long as Joe has his way. Not as long as the Democrats have their way. There won't be any money coming through. I was talking to somebody earlier today about being able to speak the language of Americans, the dialect of Americans. I was, and I am saying to you right now, you, you know speaky, Joe Biden, you know speaky, the American. <laughs> we don't understand what you're doing or what you're saying, why you're saying it. We have no clue what it is you're trying to do, except this one thing. You're trying to undo everything good that was done to help Americans. You want to undo it, which means to you that's listening. The economy was good which means it's bad for the Democrats. The economy was good for you, but it was bad for the Democrats, so they have to undo it. I'm CL. I'll be back with Nadra Enzi, Captain Black, my return.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. I'm so glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. It is a great day in the USA for all of us still, regardless of what it may appear to be. We're a great nation not because of Joe Biden or who sits in the White House. We're a great nation because of the people who inhabit this nation. And by and large, I still have faith that we have a nation, uh, even though many of us are silent, uh, are still very patriotic, and I uh, want to preserve the republic. One of them is my friend. You've heard him before. He's been on with me many times. Uh, Captain Black, I called him. He's an advocate for uh, you and me, and especially those who are downtrodden in the great city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show, Captain Na- Black Nadra Enzi. How are you, brother? Happy American History Month. That's my name for Black History Month. And you know what? This is the first day of Happy American History Month. Nadra, was it ever intended for black history to be carried to the degrees that it's being carried, to be used in the way that it's being used? Talk to us about that. Absolutely not. You know, when Carter G. Woodson created Negro History Week, which became Negro History Month, which became obviously Black History Month, He wanted the nation, and including our people, to know what our contributions have been to citizens. It wasn't meant to be a baseball bat to beat anybody down. It wasn't intended to be a means of tearing down someone else's lineage in order to uplift our own. You know, Nadra, when I think about what you just said, even though, you know, your ancestors, mine, we came here and uh, a little bit differently, uh, we arrived a little bit differently than the the rest of Americans did. However, once we were free, there was still an opportunity for us to do exactly what the Irish, the Italians, the Jews, and anyone else who came to these shores, regardless of how we arrived uh, here. Uh, why is it that we did not follow that example? Or, you know, Booker T. Washington wanted us to do that. Frederick Douglass wanted us to do that. But there came along James Weldon, you know, Johnson and and people like that. James Baldwin, rather. And and uh, uh, and Weldon Johnson, uh, they 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 didn't they didn't see it that way. W.B. Du Bois didn't see it that way. Uh, What what was the advantages or disadvantages in the way that we came? Well, sure. Well, firstly, like any group, we had evolved at least two broad schools of thought. And you referenced the, the bookends of the schools of thought. Booker T. Washington on one end, saying, get manageable skills, get marketable skill sets, cast your bucket where you are, 
be like fingers on the glove regarding our white counterparts, but also separate. He left an institution that provides opportunity to this day. Tuskegee Institute, now Tuskegee University. W.B. Du Bois, at least during one phase of his life, felt that the talented tenth of all academically trained black people should in a sense be the leadership cadre for the community. And that's what we pretty much see now because if you go to college, get a profession, by and large, that kind of puts your leg up over many of your black peers who did not go to college. Doesn't mean that that's right, but that just means that this particular perspective has continued. And black progress also, as you well know, was undermined. We had 12 years of reconstruction where we were breaking records in literacy, business development. Elect, you know, the first black governor of the United you know, States was where? Louisiana. Louisiana, W.B. You know, uh, yeah, 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 Pinchback. PBS Pinchback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had congressmen, we had senators, and this is during, right after the Civil War. However, the reconstruction was deconstructed. Jim Crow came about, all of those inroads were reduced, but still we had a community. And to be quite frank, in political terms, a conservative community. You know, when, when people, and it's kind of humorous, but when some of our, our liberal friends, our socialist buddies, claim certain figures, if these men and women could be on the scene today, it is very unlikely that they would identify with a lot of the current causes touting them. Oh, my God, no. You know what, uh, Nadra, when you bring that up, I think about uh, uh, Frederick Douglass or or um, uh, Booker T. Washington being having anything to do with Black Lives Matter. That just was not going to happen. I mean, that, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. We're talking about dramatically different worldviews. And even in their own time periods, Booker T. Washington was considered to be a conservative, a traditionalist. Frederick Douglass was considered to be something of a militant. But both of them were way shores and door openers and rooted very deeply, deeply in the American project. As people who grew up as slaves, they had a greater investment in it than anybody else in making sure that no one was enslaved and that no one would be robbed of the fruit of his labor. And both of them, each in his own way, made tremendous inroads toward those ends. You know, that's why I'm glad, but I know you don't do it, but sometimes some of our advocates like to pit one against the other, you know, Frederick Douglass versus Booker T. Washington or Booker T. Washington versus W.B. Du Bois. At the end of the day, they all contributed to the forward motion that you and I right. enjoy today. Right. But we stand on their shoulders. There is no question Absolutely. about that. And when, we, and when we think about this, Nadra, uh, when we think about this, I'm on with Captain Black, Nadra Enzi. When, I, when, when we think about this conversation that uh, we're having now, I often wonder why we must attempt to pit those historical figures against one another. 
and, and why is it that we misunderstand their mission and their period in time? Like you were mentioning, uh, Booker T. Washington, as well as Frederick Douglass, both had been in slavery. However, that uh-huh. next generation with Dubois and, and them, they were not slaves, but they were critical of those who had been, but yet had overcome. I don't get that. What do you think? Uh, some people call it the politics of the black acceptance. And to be honest with you, any group of people can sometimes be, and I'm not making excuses, just a, a statement, can be critical of members of that community who perhaps had to endure degrading positions in order to support, in order for uh, W.B. Du Bois to go to Atlanta University and to go to Harvard, somebody had to pay the price for him to do that. Right. And at that point in his life, he was critical. Now, he died a Pan-Africanist. Right. So, again, when we talk about these figures, these are oftentimes dynamic people evolving and in motion. But the reason why, the one major reason why they did it against each other today is because, once again, Whenever there's shortfalls in the American Republic, in comes a liberal with his divisiveness and to take one camp of black people and pit them against the others. I mean, let's, let's be quite frank. Communists could not have gotten any inroads with Booker G. Washington. No. Tuskegee Institute. No, no way. No way would that have happened, nor would they have even invaded the mind of Frederick Douglass. Let's let's take this. Let's kick this up a notch, man, because I think we might be uh, uh, stepping or going into uh, areas where where people uh, seldom talk about as far as this is concerned, Nadra. And when I look at um, how we then have evolved over that period of time, and uh, when I look at how uh, Dubois and and those people did criticize um, those who came before them, and you were saying that that's a human trait, that is something that uh, we find in our humanity. Where then does the the church fit into to that? Because black people, regardless, they were well, maybe not Dubois. Dubois was was somewhat of a, a borderline uh, agnostic atheist, what have you. But uh, but but does the church affect that type of thinking at all? Did it, or did that type of thinking affect the church? Talk to us. Well, just like any other group, we have our classes. You know it, and I know it. And in those days, despite all of us suffering the same stigma of Jim Crow, still we started having rankings among each other. Where you were born, what your hair looked like, what your skin tone was like, did you go to school, did you know your father? And as we were entering the modern era, and as more of us were actually able to go to college and get these degrees that other generations simply would not have had the opportunity to do, a certain amount of elitism, some call it the, you know, the politics of black respectability. Some of our black nationalist scholars have called them either the black bourgeoisie or the black Anglo-Saxons. But there was a bit of, you know, holding one's nose up and looking down on people who did not have college education. And as far as the church is concerned, the church predated black people. 
going to college, but then, and as a pastor, I'm sure you know, sometimes even black pastors kind of rank each other. Well, did you go to seminary school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or did you get heartburn one day and say the Lord called you to preach? Right, 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 man. Like any other group. And people think of us as a monolith, and we're not. While the Civil Rights Movement was going on, there was a black conservative writer named George Shiler. He used to write for the Pittsburgh Courier. You know, you had authentic black conservatives at every stage of American maturation trying to get us to focus on those things that would make any group of people successful, and especially us. And as they were advocating on the right end, we'll say, on the left end, you had socialists, you had communists, you had liberals who were using Jim Crow in the South and racial discrimination in the North to gain inroads in the black community. Because, again, it's never about improving our lot. For the communist, for the liberal, his objective is to use any group to bring down the white middle class, the white upper class, the bourgeoisie, the hated owners of uh, commerce and means of production. We were just a means to an end. Let me ask you this then. Uh, when we when we look at then the Rachel Maddows, the Barack Obamas, the Eric Holders uh, that uh, rose up in the world, did they then how how Barack Obama was did, didn't come from money, but he wound up an elitist, uh, you know, and, and that type of thing. Where do these elitists, white or black? Rachel Maddow or, or or whoever you name them, whoever you, that might be over there uh, on, on that camp. Where do these people come from with that type of ideology? Now I have people on to talk about this all the time, but I want to get that from your perspective. I mean, let, let's be very honest. The, the communists knew they could never conquer America by force. Let me give you a personal anecdote. My grandfather was a math teacher. My grandfather, like many black students, went to a historically black college and university, an HBCU. These were segregated institutions, not by choice, but by, by the weight of custom and law. The only white people who would come around were dramatic pause, the communists. My grandfather said he went to a meeting, he saw white women there, uh, talking to black men and everybody smoking cigarettes and having a good time, he excused himself. That was the late 30s. He understood that this was, a, was not going to end well. But there has been, see, the, the infiltration of academic and cultural institutions, it didn't start in the 1960s. It just became more pronounced in the 1960s. The Soviets and their American counterparts had been working on this since at least the end of World War One, definitely through the Harlem Renaissance, definitely through World War Two, and they infiltrated, and it took time, but they became successful, infiltrated our black colleges, and eventually even our black churches, our civil rights organizations. And that's why you have such a solidly liberal bent, which is why you as a former chapter president of the NAACP at the Park Company. You're still dedicated 
to racial justice for all. You're still dedicated to the rule of law and equality. But you had to look at this and say, this is what I'm fighting for. Right. And you know what, Nadra? We have been co-opted. Yeah. And, and you know what, Nadra? Uh, most people, when they hear guys like you and I talk, uh, they don't understand that we love our people enough to tell them the truth. And, and, and that's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to tell you the truth. And, and to tell you the truth, you have to tell you both sides of it. You have, you have to show you both sides of, of, of the story, not both sides of the truth. There's only one side. There's only one truth uh, when you boil a matter down. It only, it only happened one way, actually. But there are two sides to every story as far as how you arrived there. That's the situation. Absolutely. How you arrived there. Yeah, you, you're the grandson of a mathematician. Uh, you can arrive. You can arrive at an answer differently, whether you're using straight math or algebra, or even a, a, a different equation. You know, as far as um, uh, geometry is concerned, you can arrive at, a, at, a, at an answer. And so, uh, but you're still using math, though. <laughs> so, precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. And, and let's let's use a well-known visual. When you see civil rights marchers in fill-in-the-blank city in their Sunday best, by the way, being beaten by the police, being water holes, having dogs sicked on them. People say, oh, wow, that was wrong, that was racist. But now the racism of the socialists saying, well, see how they treat you, if you would just go ahead and come along with us, we can overcome them. But the point is, you don't replace Jim Crow, for instance, with Stalinism. You know, you're trading one oppressor for another. And right. the socialists always want you to see the other side as the oppressor and never see themselves as such. And this has become interwoven in the American history of black people because socialists know using our unique position. In American culture, gives them leverage. If you think I'm talking about the past, I will refer you to everything that's happened since Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson, Missouri, in 2014, on forward to how Black Lives Matter, using George Floyd's corpse, was able to get Joe Biden elected president. Stay right there, Nadra Enzi. Stay right there. I want to come back. And, folks, there might be something about militias that you misunderstand. We're going to talk to Nadra Enzi about that when we return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. This kind of conversation you may not even have uh, thought of, but it affects you on a daily basis because there's a certain programming that has taken place here to make you think about, um, you know, things in the way they have dialectically uh, uh, presented it to you. They presented a language. They're presenting a language to you that that so many of you are beginning to speak. Yeah. And so as Nadra was telling you, uh, the communists uh, felt that they could take us without even firing a shot. They just get us to redefine some things. I'm CL. Be back in just a little bit with Nadra. Enzy, Captain Black. So you clean me up inside, you thought I- 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad to be with you here as we build the bridge to conversation over Red State, the largest talk platform in the nation, coast to coast and border to border around the globe. Glad to be a part of the family. If you're traveling through Times Square there in New York City, uh, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and you will see the Red State Talk billboard in every hour, 24 hours a day. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on that billboard, and I'm glad that the Lord has allowed OCL's face look down at you, or at you. Well, it's sort of looking over Times Square uh, every day, uh, and so we're glad to have you along. Also, we have right now a conversation that's brewing that I really believe you are going to enjoy. At least it'll be informative for you because it'll give you a different perspective. Joining me and bringing back now to the airwaves, Captain Black, Nadra Enzim, a good buddy. Nadra, mil, uh, as far as militias are concerned, we talk about militias. Uh, I know most of most Americans, I don't care who you are, but I know they're trying to get black folks when they hear the word militia to think of clan, to think of boogeyman, armed white men with automatic weapons or shotguns. That's what they want you to think. Nandra, give us your take on where we've gone wrong in that uh, uh, visual of militia. Sure, but now. Our conversation is overshadowed by January 6th yeah. when a group of idiots invaded the Capitol building and gave to the opposition an example that they will use possibly for the next hundred years. But let's not forget, Militias do not necessarily mean a bunch of angry, armed, anti-government, racist people. That is how liberals have presented the concept. My definition of militia is very different. And consider the SCLC, Dr. King's organization, the Guardian Angels, founded by Curtis Lewa and some other young people in New York in the height of their crime wave, the man who jumps out of his car to push the stalled vehicle out of traffic. The motorist who stops and jumps on somebody who's beating a policeman to death. The Cajun Navy that came to the waterlogged rescue of people after a hurricane here in Louisiana. These are all examples 
of militias, meaning private citizens meeting public needs. When people ask for a prayer request, Pastor, and when the faithful come and unite and lift up someone in prayer, that's a militia. A militia does not have to mean the classic paramilitary definition. In these times, militia needs to mean people who unite to do public good. And in some cases, will fill the gap until relieved by the government. Wow. If you run into a burning house and get people out of it, you're not a firefighter, you're not a police officer, but you are a good Samaritan. You have become the militia. And you hear someone kicking in your door at 2 or 3 in the morning, and you grab your firearm to defend yourself as this intruder comes at you. You have become the militia. I think we need to detoxify the definition because at bottom, it's members of the public doing good for the community, period. And like any other definition, you have those who are pro-social and those who are anti-social. We get to see the anti-social ones a lot. And incidentally, let me give you some examples of some anti-social militias. I'm going to be fair about it. On the left, we have the various cells of Antifa. On the left, we have violent members of Black Lives Matter. And I'll differentiate between them and people who just peacefully go to the marches, may be mistaken in some of their conclusions, but aren't out here destroying property and attacking police officers. You've got various groups of malcontents. You could call them, oh, that's right, our liberal friends say that they're knights of passage organizations. <laughs> they're known as street gangs. Yeah, that's what they're known those as, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those could be considered let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me insert sure. this. Let me insert this while you while you're while you're talking there. And I want you to form, I want you to formulate uh, your your continued response around this. When I look at uh, uh, people like David Duke and Al Sharpton, mm-hmm. even uh, Minister Farrakhan, and and uh, oh, say anybody else, Malcolm X, whatever. Uh, is there, uh, although although I hold Malcolm a little bit out of out of there because I have a different feeling about Malcolm X than I do about uh, Farrakhan or um, uh, Sharpton or David Duke. I, I don't want to put Malcolm quite in that uh, in that mix. But are those three? Are those three? Uh, Duke, uh, Farrakhan, and 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 Sharpton are they actually the product of the same money? that is uh, designed to keep America uh, wedged apart? I mean, is there an active, uh, 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 let's say, movement of money that actually keeps that wedge in place? It's possible. I would love to see the receipts of somebody who funds Minister Farrakhan and David Duke. I mean, that would be a mind blower. But is there a concerted effort to pit Americans against each other? Yes, there is. And in this effort, do you use spokespersons of different colors, political and philosophical backgrounds to do so? I'd have to say, yes, you do. Absolutely. Now, the the ultimate authors of it, 
we can speculate, but we clearly see that it's a concerted effort to divide Americans. Is this uh, Biden regime that's come into office now, have, are they, or have they shown their true colors, and what type of militias are going to be necessary for Americans to uh, show or speak, speak up with? Uh, are there militias that are going to need to be formulated? Talk to us. It is clear that Biden has shown his true colors. If you just read each one of the executive orders flowing from his desk, you know, like manna from heaven, it's clear that he is prioritizing certain groups of Americans, in some cases, certain groups of non-Americans over Americans, and the types of militias, meaning peace-loving, advocacy-driven, Americans would include groups like, and you might know of this one, Freedom Works. Yeah, that's right. Heritage Foundation. Yeah, know him well. Research Council. Know him well. The Woodson Center. L- love the guy. Had him on the show a couple of days ago. I mean, a couple oh, of months wonderful, ago. Wonderful, Yeah. You know, March for Life. This broad constellation yeah. of people of goodwill promoting and conserving traditional values at a time when traditional values are, to be quite honest with you, almost out of the door. Yeah, yeah. These next four years are going to be critical in the definition of America, and it's going to be groups like these and groups that are going to be born. And I have to throw in some more for our young people Turning Point USA. Yeah, yeah, Charlie's a great guy. Young Americans for Liberty. Yeah. Y'all, we, we do a lot Foundation. with y'all. Yeah, Freedom Works does a lot with y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prager Force. Yeah. Prager U. Love. Absolutely. From the greatest generation, from the baby boomers to Generation X. Yeah. From the millennials to Generation Z, we have got the form coalitions and militia, if you will, of advocates who will preserve these traditions that actually create conditions where the best in people can come out. And let me tell you, if it was good enough for Booker T. Washington, if it was good enough for Frederick Douglass, if it was good enough for Thurgood Marshall, and if it was good enough for Malcolm X, it's good enough for me and you. I know you're right, man. You preach today. I got to tell you. Hey, listen. Tell everybody how to how to get a hold of you. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Absolutely. You. Uh-huh. American Cougar USA on Instagram and MeWe. That's American Cougar USA. Clawing back for freedom. Right by you. Hey, man. God bless and keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. Nadrienzi, Captain Black. Thank you so much for being on with me. I know you will because you are fighting the good fight, brother. Talk to you soon. I'm CL. Uh, that, my friends, was Nadrienzi, Captain Black. And uh, really glad to have had him on uh, with us. Um, we're going to cover a lot of things, re- recover a lot of things, I believe, that we have lost or are or, or losing in the process of losing Americans. And, hey, you know, don't weary uh, over, don't be weary and f- be fretful over having done well and and uh, toward whomever. And, you know, you know, it just didn't do, you know, 
don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing because in due season, you may not reap in that field. Maybe it's totally different harvest. Uh, you get, you will reap a, a reward for that and, and the, the harvest. So Americans, don't be weary in well-doing. You know, when you know that you have done right, the right thing, don't be weary in doing it. That's the word of God. If you know that you have done and are doing the right thing, don't be weary in it. And, uh, and, 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 if, and Americans, listen, um, the one thing that I, I think the president missed out, missed out on, and, and I'm glad that he looked at it in a business fashion, but looking at it from a Christian perspective, uh, one of the reasons why I think we're so blessed as a nation is because we did allow others to abuse us. And we didn't complain about it. And God blessed you for it, Americans. We're the the most generous nation on earth. Most generous nation on earth. Nobody else would help the people, some of the people that we help. Nobody else would. So don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in that. And so... When we come back, there's a whole lot that we got we to gotta talk about because you know what? I am saying to you right now that Joe Biden, what, two weeks in? Not quite. Two weeks in. The man's in trouble. I tweeted out a little bit earlier, uh, and if you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me at Rev, R-E-V-C-L Bryant, at Rev, C-L Bryant. Um, Joe Biden, in less than two weeks, has managed to show everybody, this ain't going to work. <laughs> And it's going to be real interesting to see how this plays out here in the next two more weeks. I'm headed to Florida. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Be right back. Don't worry. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. 
the greatest success story, yeah, that the world has ever known. And that is uh, America. Still, yes, it is America. And I want you to get this. You are a participant. You are a participant in something that is evolving. There is a, a brave new world that we all are about to face, my friends. And we're going to have to have the conversation about it. We're just going to talk about it. And there are certain things that will go along with us talking about it that uh, it'll be it'll be helped along if we can enjoy it with music. Now, my good buddy, D-Rock, um, is going to be on here with me. He is a, uh, a performing, I mean, a performing artist extraordinaire. He will burn the place down. Country rock. Yes, he will. In fact, I'm going to hook up with D here uh, up in Nashville. I'm going to hook up with D in Nashville here real soon. And I hadn't been in Nashville in a while. And um, I look forward to having him on with me here in just a few minutes at the bottom at the at the uh, bottom of the next hour. Going to have him on bottom of this hour. Going to have him on with me. And. Um, there's a there's a very interesting interesting story here with D Rock. I'm let him gonna let him tell you all about it. And so um, here we go to talk about this though before we get to uh, D. That's gonna be a lot of fun. When we think about what this brave new world looks like you have to ask the question then does the five-year plan that you have uh, put in place whatever it is one year two year one month ten-year plan whatever do your projections as to how you're going to live and, and, and approach your life. Does any of that change with Joe Biden being in the, in the Oval Office? Does it change at all? Because, friends, let me tell you something. When you talk about destroying America's energy base that is based upon oil and natural gas, look at whatever it is that you're, you're, you're handling. I bet you it has some plastic or maybe it's a paper product. Maybe it's glass. It may be leather. Whatever it is you're handling right now, if you're holding your iPhone, it's contained in all of those types of cases, and it took oil and gas to produce it. That's what it took. And so when we look at the assault 
that is being perpetrated. Your computer, the, the, your your board, the board that you know I'm able to do the show over here. My computer that that I'm able to to hook up with the world on because of Red State Talk Radio. All of that comes from plastic things. Plastic objects, even the terminals that the electrical wires are cased in come from plastic things, which are made from petroleum. Yeah. And so the question has to be, what does then your world look like? What does it look like? In five five years, you know, what it look like a year from now if this guy has his way. Two years from now, if they if they uh, start doing the damage that they're they've already begun to do, what does your world look like in two years now? Yeah, if if in fact they continue doing the type of damage that uh, they are currently doing. Does your five-year plan, does your 10-year plan, have you thought about that? You, do you know that even, do you know what I what I thought would happen is happening? But God is able. I have no question about that. And, hey, I'm not concerned about it at all. I'm Like I told everybody, I'm telling everybody I'm moving to Florida. And one of the reasons I'm moving to Florida because it's much more advantageous if, in fact, bad stuff does happen living there than living in a place where things are bad already in Louisiana. <laughs> My home, sweet home, Louisiana. Huh? Might as well go somewhere where at least you have a fighting chance. Get just, that's all I want. That's all I want to know. Do I have a fighting chance? And once I realize that I don't even have a fighting chance, Louisiana, I, I just don't believe I have a fighting chance here. Not even, not even a fighting chance. The, 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 everything is just stacked against me, so... Wait, let it go. Let go, you let go. Well, you're strong enough to. And that's where I'm moving, down there. Because I'm strong enough to leave here now. I was emotionally attached here. Emotionally attached, emotionally attached. But, uh, you know, you get over it. And so, it'll always be home. I love my state. I'll be coming back and forth into my state. uh, Visiting and so forth. And I'll keep a residence here probably keep this residence right here uh keep a residence here and uh, until i get settled there and so it'll be several months uh now that i'm beginning to realize uh before i actually make the complete move but i will have a place there i'm going down and secure a place in florida here over these next few weeks and um i look forward to it i'm gonna be a beach bum for a while Oh, I'll still travel. I'll still pop up everywhere in the country. I'll still visit you guys in California and Utah and Oregon and all those kind of places. Uh, I'll be coming to you in Chicago and the middle of the country, Missouri and Arkansas and all those places, Pennsylvania, back toward the east and up there in New Hampshire and even in places like uh, Bangor. I'll be coming to you. But I'm going to be spending, I'm going to be living my life when I come home off the road. OCL's headed for the beach. 
I just love the idea of it. Maybe I won't like it at all. I don't I don't like it. I mean it would have to be I mean the hurricane would have to come when I when I get there. In order for it to turn me against it, I'm telling you it would. And so um, I think I told all of you earlier that um, uh, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant show, download free the C.L. Bryant show. But I I told all of you earlier that uh, my baby girl is uh, and her daughter are um, who's growing so fast that uh, they're going to come down. I don't know if they're going to live in my neck of the woods. They're going to be up in Tampa, but they're coming. And uh, my son has already told me that won't be too many days hence. He'll be packing it up and bringing his business with him. And so um, I'm and looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. And I just need to find a, a really neat place, uh, whether it, you know, eventually I find a really neat place big enough to uh, accommodate my family and whatever other families we might merge with in the future. And so um, I, I certainly am glad that you all like the work that we turn out here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And we're going to turn out in a more relaxed atmosphere in Florida. Hopefully I'll be looking at the waves crashing on the beach as I'm talking to you, uh, inviting you to come on down and visit. Well, not me, but... <laughs> Right, come on down and visit us in Florida, as I'm sure that Governor DeSantis will be glad to see ya. And uh, depending on what the president decides he's going to do, uh, you might be seeing more of Ron. You just might be seeing more of him. But uh, there will be plenty of time and days to talk about what Ron DeSantis is going to do, as opposed to uh, what the president is going to decide to do. It's going to be an exciting time, regardless of how we look at it, regardless of how we approach it. But you, my fellow Americans, you are going to have to decide this day. You're going to have to choose um, what it is you're going to to serve as a nation. Huh? Are we going to keep the republic? It, it, I've gotten for you, republic. If you can keep it, I have talked about keeping it for years and years, never, ever uh, believing that we were as close to losing it as we are right now. There have been many speeches, impassioned speeches that I have given uh, to us over the years imploring us to stand up and, 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 and defend the republic. I never felt as, as close to us losing it that I, than I feel right now. We, we are about to become something different, something else, America. If we, if we continue down this trail, if we continue down this road, we are going to become something else. But, and, and I can tell you this, <clears throat> pardon me, you won't like it. And your children will be robbed of what they could have been. Oh my God, that, that, is the, that, is the, that is the worst thing that can possibly happen. And you, you'd be responsible for it. Your children could be, are going to be robbed of what they could have been 
because we decide to believe a, a not we as a corporate, but Americans, the people who are calling the shot are calling the shots because evidently we're letting them do that and our children are going to miss out, your children are going to miss out on what they could have had because of uh, decisions we've made. And I, I'm not saying that in a, in a, in, in not even in a corporate sense, but because of decision we've decisions we've made, our children are going to not experience the not even the birthright that you had that you have. There are opportunities that uh, had been presented by Donald Trump to all of us that they're wanting you to believe that the American people have said no to. No, I, I don't know who's been whispering in your ear, America, but you had a guy Trump wrong. You really did. And, and the, the, the people, and I'm talking about those of you who call yourself that didn't vote from, for him, and I'm talking about maybe the 69 to 70 million of you who didn't vote for Donald Trump. Because there certainly was not 80 million of you who didn't vote for Donald Trump. There might have been 69 million of you who didn't vote for Donald Trump. And you have, you have him wrong. And you're going to miss him when he's gone. Well, he's gone. He's gone. Slim just left town. You haven't heard from him. You won't be hearing from him. Uh, Twitter has fixed that, right? You haven't heard from him. You won't be hearing from him. Even if you could. Even if even if things were were he had a Twitter account. I don't think he I don't think you'd be hearing from him. But you better believe he's making his plans to do exactly what he felt he could do. And that's what he's going to do wherever he is. He's going to do what he's going to do. Uh, and, and, and friends, I look forward to it the same way I look forward to uh, our show doing what it's going to do and what, what the Lord has called it to do where it's going to do it. I look so forward to that. Can't tell you. And whatever it brings, whatever, uh, life brings along with it, I'm, uh, happy to meet new friends and, uh, looking forward to knowing new people there. I've met um, um, some some very new people here just a few weeks ago, uh, New Year's when I was down there, met some people down there, and uh, looking forward to making some ministerial connections and so forth uh, in the area as well. And so um, get ready, get ready. South Florida, the C.L. Bryant Show is coming, and uh, we plan to take you uh, in sort of a stormy way. Yeah, they call it uh, Stormy Monday, but Tuesday's going to be good. <laughs> uh, the song says just as bad, but no, Tuesday's going to be good. Uh, we'll be on Monday. We'll be on Monday through. Th- we'll be on every day uh, there, but I'll be live Monday through Thursday when I'm not traveling. And um, again, you tell me why I live in Florida 
if you're not going to be living on the beach? Why not? Why live in Florida? Gee whiz, I can live in Peoria anywhere. Yeah, you know, if you're not living on the beach in Florida, it all looks like Peoria. Well, not Peoria. It all looks like, um, I don't know, anywhere (laughs) with palm trees. (laughs) It looks like anywhere with palm trees. That's what it looks like. But uh, but when you're on the beach, well, that's a whole different animal. And so that's what I'm going to do. And so um, can't wait to broadcast from there. Uh, I can't wait to hear what my attitude sounds like being broadcasting from the beach. Just talking about it raises my enthusiasm level, I can tell you that much. Just talking about it uh, raises my enthusiasm level. And um, I can't wait to see, um, well, I don't know if they're going to be down with me or, or up, in, uh, up in Tampa, but I can't wait to see my, my granddaughter's face uh, when she's splashing around in the waves and, and so forth. But the Atlantic, the Atlantic is much colder than that Gulf, that Gulf water. And so looking so forward to it, uh, folks, coming along with me, building the C.L. Bryant show as we uh, go to YouTube, as we expand our effect uh, with, with FreedomWorks, we work on the new book. And, um, yeah, movie as well. Red, white, and black. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Uh, all the pieces are falling into place. And it may seem that some things are falling apart for you. But I thank God that he keeps on blessing me so that I can share with you ways that you can be blessed too. Aren't we there to be a blessing for others? I think so. And so that's the blessing in it. That's the thing that the Lord has set me on, the path that he has set me on. And um, what, you know, stops, what, what, what ends for one begins for you. And so we're leaving Louisiana in physicality, never in spirit, headed for Florida physically. And hopefully, I think we will take the spirit of it with us. Spirit of Louisiana. I'll be back in just a little bit. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Uh, Live coast to coast and uh, definitely in living color. Don't you go anywhere. Back in a minute. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Our hearts. 
hearts are bowing in reverence. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And I got to tell you something, folks. You can do whatever you want to do, and you can have whatever kind of get-together you have, but unless you have some really good uh, entertainment, some really good music going on uh, with people uh, feeling the same kind of vibe and all that kind of thing, uh, it, it is really just not. It's not really not a good old American time. And I, I'm bringing on somebody right now who knows how to give you that vibe and how to have a good old American time. His name, D-Rock and when I tell you that he can rock it and that he will actually, whatever venue, whatever venue you bring him to, he will burn it down. I'm telling you, he will. So help me welcome back to the show, my good buddy, D-Rock. And you can go to D-Rock Country and find him anytime you want to right there. Welcome back, brother. Hey, CL, good to be on with you today, my friend. Always thank good for, to be. Thank you for that great little intro there, man. Uh, I love rocking America because I love America, as you know. Oh, absolutely. And hey, folks, he can he can play that thing. I'm talking about that guitar. He can play. The boy can play that thing and he will burn it down for you. I'm telling you, I'm just not fooling. D, tell us about your latest project. What are you doing? Oh, uh, CL, before I start, I, I, I'm glad to have this moment to tell you thank you. I watched what you did after uh, uh, the forces uh, of uh, evil uh, pulled the pranks they did in our last election. I saw you out there working so hard. It moved me, and I, and I said, wow, I'm so blessed to have a friend like that that will fight for freedom, fight for our liberty, and not hold back at all. So thank you before I tell you what I'm doing. I really appreciate it. God bless you, man. To God be the glory. Man, thank, thank you, man. you so much. Uh, tell us about it, brother. Okay, well, CEO, I'm, uh, 2020 was a terrible year for everybody in so many different ways. Uh, I'm usually on tour. I played about five shows in 2020. Um, so we're taking that energy, and uh, 2021, we're going to take a festival that I'm putting together with the Valkyrie Initiative to celebrate our veterans and our first responders and to celebrate America. It's called the American Hero Music Festival. And uh, you know, I want you in Texas to come out there and speak with them. I'm uh, it'll be an out. It'll be a Patriot Woodstock outdoors, two days, July sixteenth and seventeenth. And uh, our lineup right now is Southern Rockers, Legend Rock Band, Black Oak, Arkansas. Oh and man, I'm coming! I'm there! I am there, dude! <laughs> I am we've there. got we've got country legend Ronnie McDowell, who's played with everyone from Loretta Lynn to uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, oh, what's his, uh, oh my God! That's all right, he's, but he's, I'm he's, I'm there. Huge. I'm there for McDowell. And I'll be performing. Uh, Blackbird Anthem uh, out of Florida will be performing. Uh, uh, Rowdy Johnson. It'll be a full day of music and patriotism, and I hope people can come out to Mount Enterprise, Texas, in July. Yeah, tickets be on sale soon, and we're gonna wave our flags as high as we can. And uh, we've even got some guest speakers like yourself. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got uh, Master Sergeant uh, Green Beret Billy Howe Jr. Out of out of Louisiana, I know Billy. 
Total cool, man. I will be there, brother. Oh man, listen, listen, listen. D, we got to get together. I want, I want, man. I, I, I told you this before. I'd love for us to learn how to do. Let the good times roll together, brother. CL, just know that me and you will perform that in front of that day. I cannot wait. Oh man, July, July. I'll start. I'll get Michelle, my producer, on it. This is going to be huge because Mount Enterprise is not far from where I live in Shre- Oh, you're kidding me! No, nah, Mount Enterprise is not too far from where I live in Louisiana. It's, it's just, oh. it's, so I'm gonna bring. I'll bring a bunch of folks. Wet mat. Hey, oh. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great, CL. Uh, myself and the Valkyrie Initiative, uh, uh, Sheila Stevens and, and Will um, um, Willis Parr, another Navy vet. Uh, he's going to be there helping me put this together. Uh, and the end game is to raise money so we can continue helping our veterans and first responders with PTS. Let's do it. So, oh, thank you, man. It's going to be a great day. Um, matter of fact, we are working possibly. We have a very good connection. And it looks like we might even have Mr. John Tigan in there as well. Man, that is just too good. And anything I can do to help you with oh. it, man, let me know. I have many oh, connections Captain around CL. the country. Thank you so much. Whatever I can do. We're definitely going to promote it. Is there a website currently, or we're we working on the website where people can go to? We go to D Rock Country. How, do we, how are we going to engage with it? Tell me. Right at this moment, they can go to the Valkyrie Initiative page uh, on Facebook. And they can follow the, the event, but I will be putting a a web page together just for the concert. So every speaker, every artist can be can have something about what they do and how much they love their country, and they'll be able to buy tickets right from that website. Total cool, total cool. Yeah. I cannot wait to rock it with you in oh, Texas, Mount in a, Mount. Oh, I can't wait to rock it with you, brother, in Texas. Hey, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Flags everywhere. Folks that love their country. Folks that honor our vets. And folks like yourself that are not just patriots, but you can rock too. I'm oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Wait. The Lord put us here to enjoy this life, man. And we only go around yeah. once. And so let's yeah, enjoy today. it as Americans and as Judeo-Christians. It all, it all blends. It can all work together, friends. It can all yeah, work today. together as Americans. Hey, D, yeah, tell us this, man. There's a song that uh, you had written that it's called the Bible and the belt. I want, I've always wanted to talk to you. I always wanted to talk to you about the origin of that song. Talk to me about I gotta that. I got to tell you a good friend of mine wrote that, but it, but it didn't really do much. So I, pre- I produced it and kind of did my thing with it to make it fit me. So that, that's really my baby, my baby, the Bible and the belt. The Bible and the Bell. D, D yeah. describes yeah. How, 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 hey, listen, it, it was either the one or the other. And that's the way I grew up. <laughs> hey, uh, I had to do it when I said one foot in heaven, one foot in hell. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because both of us would, oh, man. Let me ask you this. But then there's one that you do called the uniform, uh, oh, which yeah. which is yeah. uh, one of my all-time favorite songs. Oh. The I'll be uniform. performing that in Texas for sure, yes. Oh, by all means, please yeah. do. And and let me ask you this now. Tell us about that. Uh, tell us about the, the uh, origin of the uniform. Well, you know what? Um, I'm blessed to come from a family that um, I've never not had a day that I didn't give thanks for being an American. 
And my dad fought in Korea. Uh, my cousins fought in Vietnam. And I just remember being a little kid and those trips back home, they'd be in full dress. And I might, I just could feel that solemnness and that, but also a camaraderie with my dad who served him and my family members that served. And when I went back, and uh, one day I was watching a uh, television show, a news program, and uh, all these great people were letting a veteran get ahead of them for a job fair. And just, oh, sorry, please get in front of me. Thank you for your service. One person did not. And I remember watching, I said, wow, this guy doesn't even have a clue what this guy's been through, so he can be in that line. And uh, that's where I went back and said, the bond will never be torn for those who wear the uniform. And that's where it all started. Wow. And that, that wow. Song, and uh, it, I, it's hard to get through sometimes, CO. I've played in front of our, our servicemen where the wives are consoling the husbands. Uh, there's a patriot in the back with the flag waving. It's just such a powerful song. And, I, I, and I'm just glad to be able to say those words with, with so much meaning and, and, and truthfulness behind it when I perform it. Folks, I'm so, telling uh, you. I thank, I thank you for playing it on your show. Folk, that, folks, that is, I'm telling you. Blessing, I, I, sir. Thank you so much. Oh, man, listen, God bless you for for. for putting it out there the way it is and folks i gotta tell you uh if you have if you hear it performed at one of d rock's concerts get your crying towel out if you have an ounce of american patriotism in you if you have any american patriotism in you you get your crying towels out i don't care if you're a biker i don't care if you're a cowboy i don't care who you are this will jerk the tears right out of your eyes it will do it yeah Hey, yeah. listen, man, uh, I, God bless you and God keep you so glad uh, to oh, know you. you I'll be uh, talking to you offline. I'm headed up to Nashville real soon. Want to hook up. Okay. Okay. Well, when you get here, give me a holler. Okay, brother. Ta- get together for sure. And I'm, I can't wait to let everybody know that we're going to be doing let the good times roll. Let the good times roll, baby. Let's do it, <laughs> D. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Okay, brother. Thank you, CL. You betcha. I'm CL. That was D-Rock. And, uh, hey, folks, let me tell you something. Uh, he can rock it. If, if I tell you, and, and I come from the era. I, I, I used to try and rock it myself way back in the day. And uh, Union Jack used to try to mess around, uh, you know. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. He's the, he is a rocker. But one of the uh, finest patriots. I have ever met and one of the finest men that I have ever met, uh, D-Rock. And so I look forward to um, being with him in Texas and uh, going to hook up with him in Nashville. Lord is opening all kind of doors for me right now uh, to build bigger, stronger bridges around uh, in, in ways that others may not have uh, thought of. Uh, building or even having the ability, the access to doing it. But I can tell you this, where there is vision, if God is for it, then he makes provision. Okay. Uh, You can always tell if, if the Lord is for your vision because he begins to make provision for it. And it doesn't matter who tries to slow you down or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, He makes the provision for it and uh, which means that he's for the vision provision simply means for vision for the vision and uh, you can always tell if uh, the lord is 
um, approving, endorsing what you are doing because he will make provision for it. He will he will finance it. He'll do what he needs to do for it. And you can always tell if you are outside of that because he withdraws, uh, you know, uh, from whatever it is that, you know, you be doing what you think you're doing. But I, I thank him that he has always continued to bless me. And I, I am to him be the glory, to him be the honor uh, for anything uh, that I have done. As Andre said, Andre Crouch uh, used to know Andre many years ago in Los Angeles, many, many years ago. Now going back 35 years, maybe. We're living out there. I knew the great um, songwriter at the time. He's writing songs. wasn't really that well, that hugely well known, but he was just about to pop, just about to break off big. Uh, Andre Crouch, um, 35. Well, no, that's been nearly 40. It's been almost 40 years ago. And um, but he said, if I had the voice of a million angels, I could never express my gratitude because all that I am and all that I ever hope to be I'm talking to the Lord I owe it all to thee to God be the glory and so I I believe that uh, is why even uh, not even expecting it to happen, even knowing it could happen or anything like that, that doors have been open for me in other places, Uh, opening it up in Nashville. You know, um, certainly when we go over to Texas, going to reopen that. I'm going to be here in Louisiana and then in Florida. Uh, Now I've uh, established, uh, reestablished a a door in, in California, in Northern California where there's more of people of our thought, of conservatism, of conservative thought even, in Southern Cal, in Northern Cal, rather. And so, you know, everywhere I turn, everywhere I look, he is blessing me. He is opening the doors. And, you know, it says, the Lord says that I will, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you won't have room to receive is not anything that I have done. I'm just standing under the window as he promised I could do. Yeah. And so here we go. I've had on with me earlier in the show, um, Captain Black, as I call him, Nodger Enzi from New Orleans. He was telling us about militias and, and all that type of thing and what they are, what they aren't. Someone standing up for themselves, a family standing up for themselves, whether they armed or not, that's a militia. I think we have vilified the word in ways that is absolutely unfair, absolutely unfair. Yeah. And so why are we doing that? Why are we poisoning the minds of our young people about ideas that have made our nation as strong as it has been over the years? 
you do know that everything that's being put in place is put there now for the weakening of the nation. Joe Biden is 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 a person who is there to weaken the nation. Oh, look at China. And hey, listen, uh, the cancel culture, I don't know, it, it may catch up with me. But here on Red State, uh, unless they shut down our, our air, I'm not worried about that. No, because we're, we're here to, to say what we want to say. Now, they may come after us in all kinds of ways. Go to freedomworks.org. I'm not really I'm not really worried about because there there are as Elijah said to his servant standing around him who who could not see that God was for him. I, I want American eyes, especially those who are patriots. I want your eyes to be open. There are many more who be for us. And the only thing that you need do is, is what God told Joshua and Caleb. Be very courageous. Do not be afraid. You are well able to possess the land. And that's the spirit that I'm going forward with. Because I know. That with God's help and with the, the Judeo-Christian ethic of this nation, Americans, I am saying to you, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying to you that we have more than enough. We are well able to possess the land that is before us. So, okay. Are we going to do that? Are we going to be talked out of our birthright? And I mean every year, every year, you must make certain that you defend your birthright, Americans, and teach your children. And that's where we've fallen down. We have not taught our children over the last 25, maybe 30 years just how important defending this birthright is. I'll be back. After this break, close the show. There are a couple of news items I need to share with you. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Oh, 
I'm saying, my, what happened there? <laughs> Talk about frog in the throat. Uh, uh, so happy to have lent, loaned my voice to the opening of um, one of D-Rock's uh, hits. Um, I'm an American. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an American. I got to tell you something, folks. I'm just so happy uh, to be here today and the capacity that I'm able to be here and uh, have come through with your help. So many of you who have been of such great help to me. And uh, and then there's there is a, a person in particular and um, they don't really know how much of a blessing, even though it seems so. Uh, stressful and, and, and everything so many times, but they don't know what a blessing they and their family have been to me, even though it seems adverse, but it has been a blessing. And I, I simply cannot see how uh, there will ever be a true end to um, the, the something that right now is stressed and strained, you know, in this country. I just don't see how how certain things come uh, undone that God has has, um, ordered as far as people knowing each other, regardless of how, you know, things pan out and directions that people go. There are people that God has brought into your life, you know, and, and, and sure, seasons change, but there are people who God has brought into your life that have been a blessing to you. And I just want to acknowledge that. And so, and yeah, you know who you are. And so I, I am blessed because of that. And so even, even the uh, move, the relocation and all of that uh, is due to, you know, sometimes things are born out of pain. Something good, life comes many times out of pain and, and suffering. And, uh, and my God, how much has that has gone along with that? has gone into that as far as America being who it is right now there's been a lot of pain Nadra Enzi, Captain Black brought up Michael Brown going back to 2014 are you, are you hearing me oh we can go further back uh, you know you know, to Trayvon you know as well and we're talking pain here yeah, there are people who have lost loved ones. There are people who have been sick and have suffered all the from 2014 till now. We're talking seven years ago. You know, what were you doing then? Oh, I can tell you, life for me was, oh, my God, it was totally, totally different. It was good. It was great. It's good now, but it was then. I mean, goodness. I'm talking... Doing fine on doing fine on cloud nine. The I mean, really. And even in the midst of the adversity, because I was making the film, Runaway Slave, I was I was I was wrapping up the film. We were about to launch the film, and I was going through a very traumatic time as far as uh, seasonal changes were concerned, because. I was becoming someone, I was becoming something different. I was evolving. And that's what's happening now. I'm becoming even something different. You're seeing it. I'm evolving. 
the show's evolving. Life's evolving. It's taking on a, a whole different thing. And the characters are even are changing. So that is a part of it. And you have to be able to um, recognize it for what it is. So what's happening on the landscape of America? Biden has trouble in his own White House because there are people there that do have common sense and they know that you can't give everybody a $1,400 check and then fight the coronavirus in the way that you're talking about fighting it. It just can't happen. And then, of course, the discrimination of who gets the money. Of course, you know, 1400 bucks to it's 1400 bucks. That's the way I look at it. But then um, they feel as though if you have a household combined between you and the wife that makes $80,000, uh, if you make over that or whatever, I think uh, they're saying that, well, you, you can't have that. And if you make over 40000 as an individual, then you can't have that. Well... I know a lot of you, along with me, you're not going to get the money anyway. So, <laughs> uh, But because they're giving them your money, you, that means you're paying taxes, right? Heavy taxes. Not just at the pump, not just at the grocery store or wherever it is, the clothing store or wherever it is you pay taxes on, on stuff. Not just those taxes, because everybody pays those taxes if you buy anything. But I'm talking about, well, unless you buy them with the, what, the card? The, not, they don't call them food stamps. They were EBT. Yeah. I don't think you pay taxes then. I don't know. I just know that that program is financed through taxes. Yeah. And I do know that eventually we do run out of other people's money. I'm not against feeding those who are hungry. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that we can't just keep giving money away. Americans, you just can't do it. And so even in Biden's camp, he's running into the resistance because there are people there evidently that has at least some common sense and they're telling him that, listen, you're either going to have to do this or you're going to have to do that. But you can't do both because it costs too much money. And you just can't keep giving money away. You just can't do it. There's no re- If there's no return on it, if it means nothing, uh, because I'm going to tell you the truth, Americans, uh, giving us the money that um, they have given to Americans, you know, giving it away to the American citizen, it certainly hasn't made any dent in our behavior. And and I, I do have a feeling that we are running into a season here that all of this, even though still before all of this happened, you had kids walking into school shooting them up, didn't you? But there's a new level of uh, heinous that's happening in this country, right? There's a new level of heinous. Down in Louisiana, um, 
down in my traditional, my, my family's traditional neck of the woods. Walmart, a Walmart. 14-year-old girls brandish knives and attack and kill a girl who is younger than them. And if that is not heinous enough, they video taped it. They, yeah, oh, oh my. They videotaped it. They recorded it. And do you know that they released it? Uh, mother of three, I think it was. Married. I think she's 32. On her second job as Uber Eats delivery. And she's delivering the Uber Eats to a complex. Again, teenagers, I believe, uh, too, again, girls. Brandish knives. Stab her to death. And, 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 do you know what they took? They didn't take any money. They didn't take the food. They took her cell phone. What's it going to look like here in this America? Yeah. What's it going to look like in this America? When we all come to the realization that giving people money doesn't uh, help at all. As far as their attitudes toward the government and toward being civil. It, it doesn't it doesn't mean a thing. That's the lesson that all of us should learn. It means nothing. And do you know why you do you know why we wind up in these situations? It's because we have become a nation of ingrates. We expect that our lives will be like they are. And in most cases, it's barely surviving. Well, they'll continue like that. You don't expect them ever to be better. Even when something comes along that can make them better, you you know, can't receive it. That's us now, America. That's us. 
Otherwise, Donald Trump would not be sitting on the sidelines. That's just the, the plain, obvious truth. So, God bless you and God keep you in your slumber and your sleep. I hope that you awaken out of that slumber and sleep and realize that there's life to be had. American life. You are squandering an opportunity, America. It is just, this man is mindlessly signing away our nation. Mindlessly. Are you mindlessly doing something, America? That's aiding and abetting this process in your own life. Wake up. Wake up. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our light, our rights to speak our minds and our lives. And um, until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God would bless and keep you all. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.